Good morning and thank you for tuning in to another episode of And She Shall Be Called Woman. I am your host for this hour, Rev K, and I just want to welcome all of you that are tuning in this morning. Hope that you're having a wonderful Sunday. We are so blessed to be here this morning. And we're going to go ahead and get started with just a few announcements before we get into our lesson for this morning. One announcement that I want to make, just a shout out to She from She's Creative, one of our sponsors. Uh, she will be vending today at the Ladies Truth 5th Women's Luncheon. They're having a Just Breathe edition this afternoon. And so if you've gotten your tickets for that event, make sure you stop by the She's Creative table and look at some of the work and some of the uh, creative designs that she makes. The doors do open at 11. You do need a ticket to get in. You can look for LadyTruthEvents.com for more information. If you weren't able to make this event, maybe you'll be blessed to make the next one. And I also want to give a shout out to Pastor Soraya, Pastor Soraya Green, who is holding their Lilac Women's Ministry uh, Summer Revival. This will be held on June the 30th at 1230 p.m. at New Corinth Christian Church. And she has four dynamic ministers will we be bringing the word of God and her theme for that Women's Day Revival is Watch Me Walk. So just a shout out to Pastor Soraya Green on her upcoming summer, summer revival for the women. So women, if you're in the Las Vegas area, uh, check out New Corinth Christian Church. They have a dynamic ministry over there. And then one more uh, announcement. Um, the Las Vegas Kingdom Builders Bible Seminary is open for their registration for their Las Vegas campus. Their orientation starts on Friday, August the 7th, August the 2nd at 6 p.m. And the classes will begin on August the 9th. If you're looking to go back to seminary school, maybe for your bachelor's, your master's, or your doctoral degree, check out Kingdom Builders Bible Seminary. They are local in Las Vegas, Nevada. Their location is at Kingdom Family International, which is 1229 West Owens Ave, Las Vegas, Nevada. For more information, you can look up uh, Chancellor Webb or um, the Assistant Chancellor Renee Webb. Amen. And so we're going to get right into our lesson for this morning. I just want to thank you guys for another opportunity. Last week, we spoke about uh, the woman in the garden. And the name of our lesson last week was Say My Name. And we discussed how women made her debut into the world, introduced by Adam in the presence of God. And I pray that that lesson blessed you. This morning, we're going to look at something a little bit different. Um, our, the title of our lesson this morning is going to be Fighting Temptation. Fighting Temptation. And we're going to be reading from the book of Luke. Again, I'll be reading from the King James Version. 
the book of Luke, chapter 4, and we're going to begin reading at the first verse. Luke, chapter 4, starting at the first verse, and it reads, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil taking him up into an high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, And this power will I give thee and the Lord of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, worship me and shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And he brought him to Jerusalem, and set him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, unless at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus answering said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. Again, our lesson is called Fighting Temptation. One of the things that I realized in the word of God about this lesson with Jesus in the wilderness, being tempted of the devil, is that prior to him being led by the spirit into the wilderness, prior to that even happening, in the chapter 3, Jesus is baptized by John the Baptist. Jesus goes into the wilderness to be baptized by John. And during his baptism, it said that God spoke and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He not only spoke that into the atmosphere, he spoke that in front of the spectators. He spoke that in front of those that were watching the baptism of Christ. He spoke that in the presence of Jesus and he spoke it in the presence of God. He confirmed before anything happened in the wilderness, who Christ was as he was being baptized. He confirmed that this was and is his beloved son. He even confirmed that in his son, he was well pleased. So as Jesus being led into the wilderness, being tested of the enemy, we notice one of the first things that the enemy says before he even offers Jesus the temptation of turning the stone into bread. Hallelujah. 
the devil said unto him, if thou be the son of God. Now he had to have overheard God speaking about who Christ was. No doubt in my mind, the enemy was trying to get Christ to question who he was to God, who he was in God. So the first thing he says before he says to turn the stone into bread, he said, if you be the son of God, hallelujah. But Jesus knew that he had just heard the voice of his father. He had just being confirmed in front of the, the faces of the spectators that he was the son of God and God was pleased with him. So not only is the devil trying to get him, tempt him not to believe in who he was, but then he goes with the temptation and says, if you be the son of God, turn these stones into bread. And the reason why he's tempting him to turn stone into bread is because Jesus hungered for 40 days. He had been in the wilderness fasting for 40 days. He knew that the first temptation he was going to try to get our Lord and Savior to fold into was eating. He thought that he would get the Christ to feed his flesh, even though he didn't recognize that Jesus was being filled in his spirit, man. He thought that the temptation of wanting bread, the temptation of being hungry, that he would get him to turn the stone into bread. But Jesus responses, his response to the enemy is, Jesus answered him saying, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the reason Jesus was able to fight the temptation of turning the stone into bread is because he knew that he was bread of heaven. He knew that he was the word of God. He knew that he was confirmed by God. He knew that he was everything that God was, everything that he needed in the wilderness. He was being sustained. He was being strengthened. And how do we know that he was being sustained and strengthened is because the word of God says in the first verse, the spirit of the Lord led him into the wilderness. Amen. The spirit of the Lord is what led Christ into the wilderness. So when you have the spirit with you, then you have your sustainer. When you have the spirit of God with you, then you have your comforter. When you have the spirit of God with you, then you have the power that you need in order to fight the temptation. So Christ already was still standing on the spirit of God, not from his own flesh, because his flesh, it says he hungered after 40 days, but he was standing on the spirit of God that strengthened him. And the word of God says that when, when we are weak, then he is strong. It says that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. So he knew that he was standing on the spirit of God and not his own because the flesh is, is, is weak, but the spirit is always willing. The devil then takes him up on a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And so now he's testing him again. He's tempting Christ with this, with this mountain of power, this authority he's showing him. He said that what he wanted from Jesus was for him to worship him. He wanted Jesus to worship a fallen angel. He wanted Jesus to worship the devil. He is promising him all these things. He said, everything that you see out there is mine and I can do whatever I want with it. And I'll promise it to you if you would just worship 
me. But Jesus responds to him. He said, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written that thou shall worship the Lord thy God and him only shall thy serve. So Jesus had already made up in his mind that he was not going to worship the enemy. He was not going to worship Satan. He was not going to worry about the things that he was trying to show him in a moment of time, the power and, and, and all of the luxuries of what he had to show him. We have to get to a place where we're not so tempted by what our eyes what have been placed in front of our eyes. We have to get to a place where we're not so tempted by what the enemy is trying to show us, those things that we have already obtained of the Lord because he said the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Hallelujah. So we have to make sure that we are not being tempted by those things that the enemy will place in our path to make us sell out. Hallelujah. Our spirit for those things, those monetary blessings, those temporary blessings, but we have to stand on who we know that we are and whose we know that we are. Stand on the word of God. He's fighting temptation in the midst of hunger. He's fighting temptation in the midst of weakness. So you can't say that you're not able to press past the temptations that the enemy brings in your life because you're weak. We can't say that we can't press past the temptations that the enemy brings in our lives because we're hungry for something. Hallelujah. We have to make sure that we are being led by the spirit and that we are obedient to the word of God. It's best that we are obedient to the word of God. The, the word of God said that obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. And so it says that he brought him into Jerusalem, set him on a temple, brought him into Jerusalem, set him on a temple, looked over everything. And said, if you would cast thyself down, for it is written that he shall give his angel charge over thee to keep thee. And into their hands they shall bear you up, so that your foot, and I'm just paraphrasing, that your foot shall not dash against a stone. And Jesus' response says, it is said that thou shall not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptations, he departed for him from him for a season. Now, what we can recognize in the scriptures is that in order for us to fight temptation, we have to fight it with the word of God. We can't fight in our flesh. We're going to be tempted to say different things. We're going to be tempted to do different things. We're going to be tempted to go in places that we know we have no business. We're going to be tempted to act a certain way. We're going to be tempted to respond a certain way. But we have to have the word of God in us in order for us to even fight. You notice that in the scriptures, everything that Christ is quoting comes from the Old Testament. He's just speaking the word in this fight. So there are some times where we want to speak our own words in a verbal fight. We want to say what we want to say. We want to go back to where we used to be. We want to go back and do what we used to do because they don't know us. We want to put our religion down just for a second so we can let people know exactly who we are. But God is telling us today that in order for us to fight, in order to, uh, for us to be an effective fighter, in order for us to be effective in fighting temptation, we have to fight with the word of God. We can no longer use our physical words to fight temptation. 
We have to fight with the word of God. We have to fight when the enemy comes and tries to bring us things that we know we have no business having in our possession. Amen. We have to make sure that we know that when it's the enemy coming, that we have been led by the spirit. And because we are led by the spirit, then we can move in the spirit. Because we are led by the spirit, that we can operate in the spirit. Because we are led by the spirit, that we can speak spiritual things. Because we are led by the spirit, that we can do spiritual things. We don't have to worry about the things that the enemy comes up against us with. We don't have to worry about the different tests and the temptation that he's bringing to us. If you fight with the word, that's an effective fight. If you fight with the word, that's a victorious fight. If you fight with the word, that's a guaranteed win. And you don't have to worry about the enemy. He will leave you even but for a season. Amen. And so this is where we have to fight our temptation. We have to fight the urge to want to fight in our flesh. That's temptation enough. The enemy will try to use us to go back to our old fighting days and get into our old fighting ways and fight the way that we used to fight. When people would say something to us, we know we will pop off real quick and let them know exactly who they was dealing with. That's temptation enough. You have to know that anytime that you are faced with a situation and a circumstance where the enemy is trying to use you to pop off like you used to, that's temptation. You have to fight against that with the spirit of God and you have to say, no, Lord, please keep my mind at this moment. Keep my mouth at this moment. Lord, hold my tongue. Hold my peace that I will not allow myself to enter into this physical battle with my spiritual mind enter into this physical fight. That's another thing. We have to understand that the spirit being led Jesus into the wilderness, Jesus had all the power that he needed in the spirit. We have to, we have to know that the tools that we need to fight with, they are not carnal. They are not carnal. They are spiritual weapons. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in the pulling down of strongholds. They are spiritual weapons. We have to fight with the word of God. We have to fight with the word of truth. We have to fight with our weapon of praise. We have to fight with our garment of praise. We have to fight with righteousness. We have to fight sometimes with silence. You have never had a fight before until you couldn't say nothing, until the enemy, until the enemy is doing all kinds of stuff in you, but God is letting you know that the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's, and you have to turn over the battle to God so he can fight. And you're sitting there going through all these changes, all these different feelings, all these disappointments, all these stressors, and you can't say a word because you know that the battle is not yours, that you got to leave it all up to God to fight for you. There's no greater fight than the one that you can't even involve yourself in when you have to turn it all over to Jesus and watch him and wait for him and, and look for him. Hallelujah. There's no other fight that you've ever experienced before where you can't say nothing. That fight that you said, God, I wish I could, but because you kept me, God, I wish I would, but because you saved me, God, I wish I just want to, if I could just give him a piece of my mind. Hallelujah. But you know that you can't because now you're a different creature in Christ Jesus. Now you're a different person. Now you are different to God. And, and so you can't fight the way you used to fight. So now you got to fight temptation. And the temptation is trying to get you to go back into the old ways. The temptation is trying to get you to go back into the old sayings, back into the old verbiage, back into the old vocabulary, the cuss words that we used to use when we were setting up for the fist fight. Those things that we used to call people when we were setting up for that physical fight. Now we have to set up.
up the word of God when we're fighting in the spirit. We have to set up his scriptures when we're fighting the enemy. You have to say no weapon formed against me shall prosper and every tongue that rises up against me shall be condemned in the name of Jesus. You have to say that I know that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You got to pull scriptures out for this fight. You have to be able to pull the word of God out of you from inside of you in order to defeat what the enemy is asking you to do. The enemy is trying to get you to do. Jesus pulled out everything that he knew. He said, man shall not live by bread alone. Yes, I know I'm hungry. Yes, I know I've been in a garden in the, in the wilderness fasting for 40 days. Yes, I know that my body is getting weak, but man shall not live by bread alone. He said, I got one more opportunity to give you some of this God that I got inside of me so that you would know that my hunger and my thirst is for Christ Jesus. My hunger and my thirst is for righteousness. My hunger and my thirst is for steadfastness. So I can just pull out this scripture and let you know that it is written that I shall not live by bread alone. I should not wait until my body is tempted to be eating when I know that I've fasted for 40 days, when I know that I've withheld. And what is the wilderness? Hallelujah. You have to understand that your ministry... Your ministry, your, your, your things that God has for you, the things that God wants you to do, it's not going to be made in those simple, easy, extraordinary places. Your ministry is going to be made in the midst of a wilderness. You have to have some wilderness experience. Wilderness represents not just isolation, but it represents desolation when you're all by yourself and mama's not there and, and daddy's not there and, and husband or wife is not there and, and pastor's not there. It's just you alone with God and you with the word of God. And then here comes the enemy trying to trip you up. Here comes the enemy trying to set you back. You have to understand that ministry is not made in a pulpit. Ministry is not made in a church house. Ministry is not made in a conference. Ministry is made in the wilderness. Jesus is just getting on this area to where he's venturing out for his ministry. He stops to get baptized. Hallelujah. He's filled with the spirit of God. He's led into the wilderness before he's led behind the pulpit. Before he even preaches his first sermon, he's tested because God has to make sure, are you made of what you think you're made of? Do you understand what this walk is all about. You have to be willing and ready to be taken to the wilderness, to be tested, to be proven by God. But one thing that God wants us to remember, hallelujah, one thing that he showed me about this text, he said, look back at chapter three, look at when he was baptized. He said, I said right there at his baptism, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Why would God say that he was well pleased and the works of Jesus hadn't even begun? Why would God say that he was well pleased when he he hadn't even overcome the temptation. Why would God say that he was well pleased when nothing hadn't even started with all the persecution and, and all of the crucifixion and, and the resurrection? Why would God say in the wilderness that he was well pleased with his son? Because he knew what he put inside of you. He already knew what he put inside of Christ. He knew that Jesus would be victorious. He knew that Jesus would overcome temptation. He knew that he knew how to fight. Hallelujah. Jesus is, God is trying to tell us today that you don't have to wait until you begin to minister for God to be pleased. When you answer the call, when you obey the call, God is saying, this is my beloved daughters and who I am well pleased. Yes, you don't know everything that you're supposed to know about what you're about to do. Hallelujah. But you don't have to know. God doesn't call the equip. He equips the call. You don't have to know everything right away. Just know that God is with you. And he said, lo, I am with you even until the end of the earth. As long as you got King Jesus, you got everything you 
you need. As long as you got the spirit of God that will lead and guide you to all truth. Hallelujah. That will guide you. He said for the steps of a good man are ordered by God. As long as you got Jesus on your side, that's all you need. You will be victorious in this. God is pleased with you when you say, yes, Lord, have it your way. Yes, Lord, I'll go. Yes, Lord, send me. Yes, Lord, try me. Yes, Lord, test me. Yes, Lord, prove me. God is sitting there waiting for your yeses. Hallelujah. He's already spoken and proclaimed. This is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter. This is my beloved minister. This is my beloved child whom I am well pleased with before the test even started with Satan in the wilderness. He already had proven that he was pleased because he knew that Jesus had everything he needed in order to overcome these testing periods, these temptation, hallelujah, in order to overcome, in order for his strength, hallelujah, in order for that word to come forth. He already said it in the atmosphere. Not only did he say it, hallelujah, to Jesus, he said it to every spectator. You have to understand that everybody that comes along with you ain't coming for you. Everybody that comes along with you ain't coming for you. You're going to have crowd of spectators. You're going to have people that come and surround you just to see exactly how you look, just to see exactly if you really are who you say that you are. Jesus and God has already spoken it over you. Jesus and God has already proven who you were to him. So it doesn't matter what people think. You go anyhow. It doesn't matter what people say. You go anyhow. You stand faithful and you stand bold in the word of God and you begin to feed yourself with scriptures in order for you to have a fight in your mouth, in order for you to have a different fight in your mouth. It's time out for us to fight the way we used to fight with our mouth. It's time out for us to fight the way we used to fight with our words. It's time out for us to fight the way we used to fight with putting it up and picking it down and, and doing all kinds of things that we used to do in the world. God wants us to fight the good fight of faith, but he wants us to fight with the scriptures, with the word of God. Those things are what defeats the enemy. Those things are what defeats Satan. Those things are what makes him leave you for a season. Those words, the word of God is what sustains us. The word of God is what keeps us. The word of God is what strengthens us. The word of God is what gives us power in order to fight in the midst of a battle, to fight in the midst of a trial, to fight in the midst of temptation. You have to fight with everything that you know of God. You got to pull out every scripture that you have. If you just got to say, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want, I shall not want, I shall not want. Pull out the scriptures that you was taught as a little girl. Pull out the scriptures that you was taught as a little boy. Pull them out and fight with the word when the enemy tries to get you to fall back into the things that you used to be caught up in, that you used to be shackled down to, that you used to be tied up in. Pull out the word of God and begin to tell him that you are greater because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Amen. So we have to look at this scripture. We have to look at this thing a little different. Hallelujah. We have to look at it a little different than what we've looked at it before. Because I was, I was very amazed by God showing me that he had said that he was already pleased with Jesus before the, the temptation came in the wilderness. He was already pleased with him. And one thing that the enemy doesn't want us to understand is that God knows exactly who we are. He already sees the temptation being set up 
He already sees. It says that he's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. So if he's the beginning and the end, that means he's everything in front of us and everything after us and everything behind us and everything above us. He's he's everything. So if he's the beginning and the end, that means everything that's in between the beginning and the end, he's that too. So he fills that area where, where we need him to fill. So he understood that after the baptism, that Christ would be going into the wilderness to be tempted. He understood that after the baptism that Satan will come and try to use now check this out Satan is in the wilderness and not only he hears Christ this is this is how his spirit is I want you to understand how the enemy works because he's already mad that we were made in the image and the likeness of God amen he's already mad at that so what does he do while Christ is giving him scripture fighting with scripture he pulls out scripture he pulls out one of the Psalms, he says, lest you dash thy foot against the stone. He's, he's quoting scriptures as well. So you have to understand that Satan knows the Bible, but he's trying to trip Christ up in the word. He's trying to place it where it doesn't go. He's trying to use it in a way that he can get Christ to do something that's against what God has sent him to do. Amen. So Satan is coming to distract somebody. Satan is coming with the word to distract you. He He's going to use the word, but he's going to twist the word up. He's going to try to use the word because he's going to twist the word up to try to get you to do something that you don't have no business doing. And if you don't know your word, if you don't know your, and knowing your word means that you know your God. Knowing your word means you know Jesus because Jesus is the word of God. In the beginning, was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So he's going to try to get you to turn against who you know and, and, and what you know about those scriptures and, and, and the holy word of God. He's going to use scriptures to try to twist you up. He's going to use scriptures to try to veer you off into a different direction, try to get you to do some things. And if we look at this text, if we look at just that area where Satan comes using the, the scriptures of God, using the Psalm, if we look at just that area where he says it is, it's written that, you know, uh, he shall give good because he uses the same word that Jesus says. Jesus is saying after every temptation, for it is written, for it is written. So here Satan comes and says, well, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you. He understand that Jesus is operating in the spirit and knows the word and is using a word to defeat him. So he's going to try to use the word against Christ, who is the word to get him to be tempted to do the things that he wants him him to do but how can you try to preach the word to the word the word knows the word and he knows how you're using the word and because the spirit is there the spirit gives intercession the spirit gives utterance the spirit gives interpretation of what that word means satan is using the word wrong he's trying to twist him up in order to get him to do something but now you're using a word against the word and the word comes back and says just simple and plain Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. He's saying, you can't tempt me. I'm your God. I'm above you. you you're you showing me all these things, these pinnacles. you showing me all this in a moment of time. I'm showing you who I am. You know exactly who I am. And sometimes you got to take that bold approach when the enemy tries to come to get you to do some things. Sometimes you got to take that bold stance where you tell the enemy, you know exactly who I am. I am a daughter of the king. I am a daughter of righteousness. Father God is my daddy. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. He is my Abba, my Father, and I am his daughter, and he knows me, and I know him, and I know his word, and I know his word says in Revelations that you shall be cast into the pit of hell, that you shall be overturned, that your kingdom shall not live and reign in this world. Hallelujah. You have to understand that the devil only has a short amount of time to get us to twist up. He only has, so he's fighting with everything that he possibly can. He's fighting in your household. He's fighting in your finances. He's fighting in your mind. He's fighting in your, your family. He's fighting in your marriages. He's fighting in your children. He's fighting on your job. He's using all these tactics to try to get us to do the things that we used to do, how we used to be. Well, today is the day that we stand up to him and we let him know that we are not going back to the old ways. We're not going to fight with the old weapons. We are not going to fight with the old words. We're not going to fight with the old mindset. We are fighting a new fight. We're fighting the fight with the word of God. And, and the word of God says, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The word of God says that we shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed out of God. So we're going to live by everything that God has said. He said in his word that we are the head and not the tail. Amen. He said in his word that he knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. He said in his word, hallelujah, that if we seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that all things shall be added unto us. He said in his word, for if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, he said we have to use his word in order to fight because only his word is effective in any fight. Only his word is victorious in any fight. Only his word can defeat the words of the enemy when they try to come up against you. Amen. So you have to be able to fight temptation. You have to be able to fight temptation, those things that he wants to. And, and, and he's going to try to use little tricks. He's going to try to use little tricks, women of God. He's going to try to use little tricks where, where someone says something to you or someone looks at you a certain way and you, and you have that thought where you just think a little something. He's going to try to use this. And, and I dare you to begin to cast down those things, right? When they come into your mind, I, I dare you to begin to pull down every stronghold that tries to take up residency in your, in your mind and in your heart. I dare you to pull down those old ways. I dare you to pull them down and let them know that you have on your helmet of salvation and, and that only the word of God is, is, is supposed to be in your mind and, and that the mind that we have is the same mind that Christ had. Amen. That I dare you to begin to pull those things down when the thoughts are coming to you to do a certain thing in a way that is unpleasing and unseemly unto God. I dare you to fight against the temptations. Amen. He's going to try to fight you in different ways, not just with your marriage, not just with your ministry, not just with your family, your children, not, not just with your enemies. He's going to try to fight you in, in your spiritual ways. He's going to try to fight you in a way that you don't even understand. See, God will send us on an assignment. Jesus was on an assignment. Jesus was on an assignment and the first stop was baptism. Amen. So he had to be baptized first and then, and then he had to be tempted and tested in the wilderness. And, and, and then he goes out into his mission. Then he goes out into his assignment. And so what the enemy is going to try to get you to do, that's why he came in the wilderness. That's why he came when you were isolated. That's why he came when you were by yourself. That's why he came when no one else was around. That's why he came when everything was pushed away when, and everybody walked out, when everybody left you alone, when everybody was talking about you. 
That's why he came in that moment because he knew that that was a moment of your weakness. He knew that that hour, that that time, that that day was a time where you didn't have anyone but the word of God. You didn't have anyone with you. You didn't have mama and you didn't have bestie and you didn't have no one but God. And, and so you had to lean and only depend on God. He knew that you were by yourself. But what he didn't know that the Lord of God said, I will never leave nor forsake you. So though you can't trace him, you can trust God to be always with you. And he just thought that you was by yourself and your isolation. He thought you was by yourself and your desolation. He thought you was by yourself when you was down and low. He thought you was by yourself when you was fasting. But what he didn't see was a spirit of God that was raising up inside of you. What he didn't see was a word of God that was being birthed outside of you. Hallelujah. What he didn't see was God moving you through the wilderness. What he didn't see was God bringing you out to that ministry. Now don't get stuck in the wilderness. Don't get stuck in the wilderness because if you continue to read the the chapter, it tells you how Jesus begins his ministry after this. He begins to preach for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, hallelujah, for the kingdom of God is at hand. So don't get stuck in the wilderness. This is a time since you've been isolated, since you've been set aside, since you've been by yourself, since you've been pushed away from everything but God, you may as well start your journey. You may as well start your ministry. You may as well start the church. You may as well start the business. You may as well start everything that you're supposed to start right now because God has prepared you for such a time as this. This is not in error and this is not on accident. God kept you in the wilderness so that you can be effective when you step out. And you got to step out on faith. Hallelujah. You got to step out knowing that it was God. You got to step out knowing that God can do anything but fail. You got to step out knowing that he will lead and guide you. You got to step out knowing that God is going to order your step and direct your path. You got to step out knowing that you are the light of the world. Step out knowing that you are the salt of the earth. Step out on faith. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Just because you can't see where you're stepping, step anyway. Just because you don't know where you're going, go anyway. Just because you don't have the blueprints and the map and every direction that you're supposed to have, keep walking. Walk with your head up. Walk with your hope up. Walk with your love up. Walk with your head lifted to the heels so you can see where your help come from. Walk in victory. Walk victorious. Walk and not faint. Walk. Hallelujah. Walk on, women of God. Walk on and see what the end looks like. Continue on this journey. Don't let the enemy get you trapped in that wilderness. Hallelujah. You've already been tempted. You've already been tested. You've already been called. You've already been chosen. You've already been proven. You've already been pruned. You've already been ready for this. This is a time that God wants us to know. It's your season. It's your hour. It's your day. It's your destiny. It's your moment. It's all for you. I did all this for you. I already proved you before you went through what you're going through now. I already proved you. I already told the enemy who you were. I said it in the atmosphere and I spoke it out of my mouth and because I spoke it out of my mouth, it is so and so it is. So you have to know that that's the kind of God that's fighting for you. That's the kind of God that has your back. That's the kind of God that sees your works. That's the kind of God that knows your heart. That's the kind of God that prepared your ministry. That's the kind of God that we serve. Amen. Women of God. Hallelujah. Women of God, I'm excited for what God is about to do in this season in all of our lives. Not just your life, but my life as well. I'm excited about where God is about to take all of us on this journey. I just want you not to give up. Don't turn back. Hallelujah. Don't turn back. If, you, if you're just in your second temptation and the third one hasn't come yet, know that at the end of that third one, he's going to leave for a season. Amen. Know that at the end of that next one, he's going to leave for a season, but keep fighting again 
against him. If he keep coming with different things, coming with your health, coming with all kind of issues and, and circumstances and, and everything falling apart, keep fighting with the word. Grab your Bibles. Grab your word. Get your Bible app downloaded. Look into the word every day. Do you some Bible plans. Do some reading. Search the scriptures. Get to know your God. Get to know who you serve and, and who he is and, and how he is. And when you get to know him, you'll get to know who you are. You'll get to know how wonderful you are. You'll get to know how powerful you are. You'll get to know how mighty you are in God. You'll get to know exactly who you are in him, who he said you were. Amen. And so we have to understand that we have to fight. We have to fight. We have to fight temptation with the word of God. We can't fight temptation with our words. We can't fight temptations with our ways. We can't fight temptations with our thoughts. We can't fight temptations with our assumptions. We, we have to fight with the word. We, we have to fight with the truth. We, we have to put on the full armor of God. And, and we have to draw out our sword, which is the word of truth. And we have to begin to slay demons. Hallelujah. We have to begin to slay them with the word. We have to slay in the spirit of excellence. We have to slay with the word. You slay every Every day you might as well pull out your spiritual sword and and slay that way amen slaying is not about being cute slaying is not about having your hair done and your makeup done slaying is about putting on the full armor of God so that you can withstand against the wiles of the enemy that's when you know that you slayed when you slay the enemy in your family when you slayed that demon against your son when you slayed that demon against your daughter when you slayed that demon against your marriage when you slayed that demon against your job when you slay that's when you know I came to slay the demon I came to slay the works of the enemy. Amen. I'm pulling out my sword and I'm going to make sure that I slay every works and I slay every trick and I slay every plot and I slay every scheme that the enemy is trying to get me to do. Hallelujah. I'm slaying everything. Hallelujah. I came to slay. So fight temptation, women of God. Fight with the word. Hallelujah. Fight with the word of God. Fight with the truth. Fight with everything that you know that God has already said. And just know that he's already pleased with you. He's pleased because you said yes. Hallelujah. He's pleased because you didn't give up. Hallelujah. He pleased because you didn't walk away. He's pleased because you didn't turn back. He's pleased because you didn't give up. He's pleased because you didn't give in. He's pleased because you trust him. He's pleased because every time you make a mistake, you repent and you get back up because you know that the kingdom of God is at hand. Amen. You know that the kingdom of God is at hand. Amen. You know that the kingdom of God is at hand after Jesus is baptized and after Jesus is tempted. The next pericope of scriptures, starting at verse 14 begins to talk about Jesus preaching in Nazareth. He's preaching after, after, after. Don't be so quick to get up there when you haven't went through the temptation, when you haven't been tempted, but you're so full and filled with the word of God that you know you could be victorious in the fight. Don't be so anxious for anything but prayer. Pray and ask God. Pray and ask God to help you to understand the scriptures, to help you to understand the fight. You're going to have different types of fight, different types of fight that's going to come. And sometimes they're hard to recognize because they happen in the natural. Sometimes they're hard to recognize because 
they happen when you least expect it. They don't come the same way. Sometimes it's hard to recognize the enemy. It's hard to recognize when it's him trying to get you to do things. It's, it's, it's hard. It's difficult. It's very hard. And, and so you have to keep your eyes wide open. You, you have to make sure that you're praying and asking God for discernment. You, you have to make sure that you're spending time with God so that when you do get into those wilderness areas that, that you know the word of God, you know the word because you know him. You, you know him as the word. So get into your word, women of God. If we have any men of God listening, get into your word. Get back to the place of prayer. Get back to the place of worship. Get back to the place of exhortation. Get back into the place and to the face of God. Get back into where you're supposed to be. God has been waiting for you to get back into position. God has been waiting for you to get back into the place where he called you to. And 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 sometimes we don't want to go because soon as we step into the wilderness, it got hard. And so we turned away because we didn't want that wilderness experience. We, we thought when we answered the call, whether it be to preach or to minister in music or to stand as a gatekeeper or to stand as a, as, as, as someone, a layman in the house of God. We thought when we got called that it was going to be all gravy, baby. We thought it was going to be easy peasy. We thought it was just going to be cool as breeze. Amen. We thought that we didn't have to go through anything. And, and after the first, test came we got afraid after the first test after the first temptation came after after the enemy came when we was down and we was weak and we was hungry for the word of God the enemy came and 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 then after that first experience with 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 Satan in your wilderness where God was trying to make you after your first experience with him you turned around and walked away you 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 ran out and and you didn't look back you you never went back to God and say you know Lord I I didn't understand that ministry was made in the wilderness I didn't understand I thought when I gave the preacher my hand and, and you my heart, I thought that I was all good. I thought that it was it was going to be daisies and birds chirping. I thought that I didn't have to go through this stuff because you already went through it. I didn't know that your word said that if I suffered with you, that I would reign with you. But God, I know now I know what your word declares now. And and I'm sorry that I stepped away. God, I'm sorry that I turned away and I'm sorry that I turned my back. And and, and God, I don't want you to think that I'm weak because I know you your word says that even when I'm weak, that you are strong. So I want to be strong in you, Lord God. I know that your word says that I can do all things through you. So God, I need you to be in me, Lord God. So the things that I do, I can do through you so that they can be effective for kingdom building so that they can be uh, effective and nourishing for the kingdom works. Amen. So God, if I did walk away, if I did turn away, if I did misunderstand that I was in the wilderness and this is where my ministry would be made, Lord, forgive Give me because I want to go back, God. I, I, I don't want to just go back to the church. Go ahead, Lord. Send me back to the wilderness. Since I know that I have to fight with your word, let me get some study time in with you. Let me get some prayer time in with you. Let me get some exhortation time in with you. Let me get to my secret closet so I can build myself back up in this word. So when you send me back into the wilderness to be tempted, Lord God, that I can stand on your word, that I can fight 
fight for you, Lord God, that I can fight and know that I am going to win this battle. And it's not because of anything that I am. It's not because of anything of who I am, God. It's all because of you. Send me back into the wilderness, Lord. Some, sometimes we want to go back to that comfortable place. We want to go back to that familiar place. We want to go back to that place where it was no type of issues and, and no challenges. We want to sit in the back and just be left alone. We don't want to do anything else because the last time we try to do something, our feelings got hurt. The last time we try to help out, our feelings got hurt. And, and so, Lord, we, we ran away and we escaped the wilderness, Lord God. And we're sorry that we ran out the wilderness thinking that it was going to be easy in the world, Lord God. I don't want to go to the world. I, I want to go back to the wilderness. I, I want to go back with you, Lord God. I want you to let the Spirit lead me back to the place where you was making my ministry. Lead me back to the place where you was making me stronger. Lead me back to the place where you were making me wiser. Lead me back to the place where you knew that I could stand toe-to-toe, face-to-face, breast-to-breast against the enemy and everything that he tried to use, Lord. When he tried to use your word to get me out of place, Lord God, that I'm going to use your word to get him in his place. Amen. I'm going to use his word, your word, Lord God, to line him up, to let him know that I am your child, to let him know that I am your daughter, to let him know that I am your, hallelujah, your minister in works. Thank you, Lord God. We have to make sure, we have to make sure that we are ready, ready for the wilderness. Your ministry will be made in the wilderness. I don't know who this is for, but your ministry, the things, whether your, I don't care if your ministry is a business, whatever God is giving you oversight of, if your ministry, if whatever your ministry is, your, your ministry, the radio station, your ministry, your, your, your new business, your ministry, your, your new baby, your ministry, your husband, whatever your ministry is, God is going to make it great in the wilderness, but you got to spend time with God. You got to spend time with God. You got to spend time in his word. You got to spend time in his word, knowing who he is. Get to know who he is. Get to know what his word says. And after you have been tempted, after you have been tempted, get ready to start. And that doesn't mean that the road gets even easier. Look at the walk that Jesus had to go through. Even after God said, this is my beloved son, whom I am well pleased. Amen. Even though he said he was pleased with Christ, Christ still had to suffer many things. He had to suffer betrayal. He, he had to suffer rejection. He, he had to suffer abandonment. He, he had to suffer the, the things that people uh, did to him and, and, and did against him. He had to suffer, Lord God one of his his own betraying him he had to suffer many things so this road is not going to be easy and i don't know who told you that it would be but they are lie it's not going to be easy we have to suffer many things for christ's sake we have to go through some things but if we if god takes us to it he'll bring us through it we have to be willing to go through some things for god we have to be willing to go through the things for him. And he, he just know that he's already everything that you possibly need from God is already inside of you. Everything that you need from God has already been placed inside of you. Just because you haven't tapped into it doesn't mean it's not there. 
Just because you haven't discovered it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Just because you have not in, uh, introduced yourself to the things that are within you doesn't mean that they won't come forth. God has a certain divine time that he does things. And even your running away from the wilderness was in his plan. God doesn't make mistakes about his plan. He already knows. He said, I know the plans that I have for you and they are to prosper you and not harm you. They are to give you an expected end. And so we know that the plans that God has for us are good plans. He got good things. I mean, he said, I know the thoughts. I think towards you and they are good. Hallelujah. So you have to understand that the way God thinks, he said, your ways are not my ways and your thoughts are not my thoughts. So what you're thinking that I'm thinking, I'm not even thinking. And what you're thinking I'm doing, I'm not even doing. You have no idea what I'm doing. So when I put you, when I lead you, when the spirit leads you back in the wilderness, stay there, stay there and fight temptation. Stay there and fight with the word. Stay there and fight knowing that you shall I'll be victorious. Stay there and fight knowing that you do know me. Stay there and fight knowing that I did choose you. Stay there and fight. Hallelujah. Stay there and fight knowing that God is with you on every hand. He, he has never left us and he will never leave us. He has never forsaken us and he never will. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Stay righteous in the face of God. Stay righteous in how you treat people, how you act towards people. Stay righteous in, in how you deal with people. Hallelujah. Stay righteous even after you've made a mistake. Get back up and say, God, put me back. Let me let me repent and get back in your in your righteousness. Let me get back into your, your into your grace. Let me get back into your presence. Let me get back in your face, Lord. Let me get back to my word, Lord. I know I put my Bible down and I only pick it up on Sundays, but God, I'm going to pick this Bible up today. Today is Saturday, Lord. I want to read more. I, I want to go to Luke 4. I want to see more. I want to start in Luke 3. I, let me just start in Luke 1 and just read the, I want to read the book of Luke, God. I want to, I want to see what you said. Since I heard your word today, since I heard your voice today, Lord God, I want to go back and I want to read it for myself. I know what the what the preacher said. I know what the teacher said, but God, I want to read it for myself. I want you to give me a revelation that I didn't get on air. I want you to give me some information that, that I didn't get. The things that you was holding back just to tell me that rhema word that you withheld so you can talk to me yourself, God. I want to get back into the word. I want to pick up my word and I want to spend time with you, God. I, I want to be with you, Lord God. I want to do what you want me to do and say what you want me to say and go where you want me to go and be how you want me to be and act the way you want me to act, God. I just want you, Lord. I, I, I just want you, God. And so we have to be, we have to know, women of God, that we have everything that we need in order to fight temptation. We have everything inside of us, everything that we could possibly need to fight temptation. We have it within us. We were made with it. We were shaped with it. We are molded with it. We are wrapped in it. It's in us already. And God wants to use all that is in you already. He wants to use you for greater works. He said, greater works than these shall I do. Shall you do. Greater works than these shall you do. 
He wants us to lay hands on the sick and them to recover. He wants us to have the experience of signs and wonders and miracles. He wants that, not just for the women, but for everyone, all of his children. He wants that for all of us. But can you go through your wilderness ministry? <coughs> Excuse me. Can you go through the ministry in the wilderness? Can you let your ministry be made in an uncomfortable, unfamiliar place? Can you allow God to make you while you're isolated, while you're in a desolate place, while you're surrounded with nothing but your thoughts and your God and your word? Can God tempt you? Can God test you? Allow the devil to tempt you and God test you? Can God let you go through the fire so that you can come out as pure gold. Can God do those things, women of God, for you? Let us pray. God, we thank you for this opportunity, Lord. We thank you that we now know, Lord God, that ministry is not made in the, in the luxury places, Lord. We, we thank you that we now know that Ministry is not made in mansions, Lord God, that ministry is not made in the church, Lord, that you made, you're making our ministries right in the wilderness where we stand, that you're making our ministry right in those desolate areas, Lord God, you're making our ministry right in those unfamiliar places where it's not comfortable and it's not common, Lord God. We thank you that you have taught us that ministry is made in the wilderness. We thank you, Lord God, that you have taught us that with the word of God, that we can overcome temptation and fight the enemy with your word, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, that you have taught us this morning how to fight effectively, that we will be kingdom builders, Lord God, that we will be mighty in our actions and in our words and in our works because we will no longer use your word. Our words will use yours. And we thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Bless every listener. Bless everyone that have tuned in under the sound of my voice, Lord God, and teach them in their wilderness place that you are still God and that you will never leave nor forsake them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and thank God. Join us next Saturday morning at 11 a.m. for another episode of And She Shall Be Called Woman. We thank you for tuning in with us this Saturday. God bless you and God keep you.